What's up, family? Welcome back to the Iron Wild Podcast. It is your host, Tiffany. Welcome on in where we are focused on being willing, okay? Giving our will over to God, being inspired by his word, inspiring others through his word, loving him with all our hearts, minds, and souls, and being dedicated to walking in our purposes called according to his will for us. We do this by submitting ourselves unto God. We stand on Romans 12, 1 and 2, offering ourselves as living and acceptable sacrifices unto the Lord and being transformed and renewed to our minds, no longer doing things the way that we used to, how we were before Christ when we were in the world, but doing them now with kingdom standards, kingdom discipline, kingdom, um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I, I can't find the words all of a sudden, but, you know, doing things. Oh, there we go. Kingdom principles under kingdom principles the principles that the lord has given unto us the commands that he's given unto us and so anyways y'all welcome back last episode we discussed and talked about what led to me coming out of the faith how i left christianity how i went into the occult world and all of this other stuff um if you guys did not get to catch that episode or you are just joining the podcast for the first time Please go check that episode out where I discuss and talk about that as a part of my testimony. This episode, I want to discuss and talk about accountability because I feel like it played a huge part in how I came out of my depression. And I feel like everybody needs to hear this. This episode may be a trigger warning, may need to have a trigger warning because I know a lot of people do not want to hear the word accountability. Many of us are so used to blaming other people for everything, whether it's our parents, siblings, spouses, exes whatever the case may be friends we want to blame everybody else and we never want to take accountability for the parts that we have played in our own demise and so i want to discuss and talk about how accountability actually saved me out of a suicidal mindset and depression so in 2014 um kind of just taking a flashback back to what was that episode 22 where I was discussing about discussing and talking about my testimony of how I even end up leaving the faith. So depression and just anger and frustration um, is what led me away from and bad decisions is what led me away from the faith. Um, I really did not know God. I just kind of knew the religious part, but I really did not know God. Um, there was some bit of spiritual um connection within me that I have always had but because of lack of understanding of his word and um the truth of it and really not have given my heart and mind and soul to Christ I was not able to understand what his word meant and what it was saying and what it was there for I did not understand who Christ was what he had done on the cross and why it was so important I didn't I did not understand those things and when you don't understand those things it's very easy for you to walk away because you have not given your heart to him in order to receive his spirit so that you can understand him and so you know without the spirit of God you cannot understand the things of God and so I was walking around very much aimlessly and I was 19 at the time you know, I was trying to find get back into a relationship with him at the time. I do remember going to a church. Um, it was like a nighttime service called Fusion. Um, not too far away from my school at the time. I was in Ohio going to Wilberforce University. Shout out to my alma mater. Um, 
graduated there May 2018 after all of the hardships I made it out of there just a semester after a semester later than I was supposed to graduate and really it was supposed to be I was supposed to graduate even later than that that's how messed up I was but I was so determined and with God I was able to make it out of there um in a decent time um so anyways uh a lot of the decisions that I that I made played a part in my depression I started dating this guy and this and you know that relationship was what caused the deterioration of my faith it is what played a part in the deterioration of who I was like I literally died the person that I was back then does not exist even up to this day okay the person that I was back there died all right um and you know and I've died several times okay let me just be real and honest with you and so you know the person I was back then definitely died and that was how I was you know birthed into this new thing and I ended up going into the world of the occult um so get into the accountability part what how did I come out of that depression well first and foremost I do believe that in that season God was talking to me but again I really did not understand the voice of God I did not really understand how God worked I just knew you know I was being guided by God I but but my my perception of God at the time was just not what it needed to be so I remember spending some time this was around August September right around the time that I was also questioning my faith and questioning Christianity and questioning whether or not it was just a construct or is this like actually you know real is this what I should go by you know or is this something that is man-made and those were the questions that I was having for God at that time and I was just waiting on him to you know show me and whatnot um and I feel like God sometimes is I can show you better than I can tell you God he is that kind of guy like I can show you better than I can tell you I'm telling you but I'm gonna show you and so um you know at that time I was also just in a space of frustration and anger and just you know I remember spending a lot of time being very aggressive with God because I was so angry and so upset with where I was and who I had become and what my life was looking like and the things that I had gotten you know myself attached to I was just very hurt I was angry I was upset confused um you know codependent very just in a toxic space and um this had me feeling just super duper emotional um suicidal minded depressed and it took for him kind of sitting me down and putting me in a place to look at the decisions that I had made that led up to this and that was accountability he was like you know what have you done now that I look back at it it's like he put those things in front of me I showed you what this relationship was going to look like and he did I had a whole out-of-body experience dream that night the night that I met my boy my ex at that time I had a whole I had never even seen him before that night but he had seen me and had been watching me and everything let me tell you something the enemy will wait until the perfect opportunity to come in okay the enemy was using him the enemy was using him all right so he comes in you know and 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 i'm and i listen i can't make it seem like this person is a terrible person at the time the decisions he was making was messed up okay at the time he was not being you know he was being unfair he was being selfish um 
but he still was not there was still good things about him it still is good things about him so i'm I, it's not like i'm trying to make him out to just be this devilish person but the enemy did use him because of where his heart space was at the time you know and so um i had a whole dream about him that the, the night that i met him had a dream about him and i had never even looked at him like you know anything like i said that was the first time i met him and meet that first time meeting him i wasn't like oh he's cuter oh anything like i didn't feel nothing it was just like okay this is just a guy um i didn't even like it was so much happening y'all that i don't even remember like he swerved down that night i was dancing on him I'm like, i don't even remember that but y'all i was so crossfaded that was the first time i had ever got crossfaded i think i think that yeah that was the first time i ever ever got crossfaded it was crazy it was ridiculous um and that was in february now that's in february me and him did not actually become official until like i don't know april uh i don't know i think it was april i think so march april one of the two anyway end of march april and so um anyways before we ever even became a thing because we were friends at first before we even became a thing you know i had this dream about him and that was what made me like really interested like okay who are you because why am i having this out of body experience but instead of me taking what was happening in the dream and looking at that and be like okay god who is this but once again my relationship with god was not what, what it needed to be it was not non-existent honestly it was not i wasn't going to him and seeking his face and praying every day that was not my relationship that wasn't what i was doing and so you know i just took it as oh my goodness like who is this person because why am i having this dream like this is crazy and so the first red flag and let me tell you i'm sharing this with y'all because i want y'all to look back over your life your recent life and the decisions that you have made recently within the past six to 12 months to 24 months the decisions that you have made how have they catered to the mindset that you're in now how have they catered to the state that you're in now how have they catered to the spiritual place space that you're in now if you fi are finding yourself to be in a downward spiral because we don't like to take accountability for anything we like to make it seem like it's everybody else but the only way the devil can walk into your life is if you open the door for him the only way somebody can now walk in your home is if you open the door and let them in and so we have to start taking accountability and so at that moment in august september of 20 what was that 2014 i'm sitting there having to take accountability for how i even got in the space i was in and that it was not god's fault while i'm sitting there mad and angry and yelling at god it was not his fault it wasn't because he warned me he gave several warnings and that's the thing god warns us he doesn't just allow us to walk in places blind he gives us warnings if you choose to ignore it that's your fault not his and so i ignored several warnings that told me do not pass go do not collect two hundred dollars don't do it before so after i had that dream me and him are getting closer you know um february goes by we go on spring break um i had stopped talking to him because he had already he was upfront and honest about him wanting to you know sleep with me and i let him know like yeah no that's not happening <laughs> um and so february passed 
March comes. I still haven't talked to him. Like halfway through March, me and him start back chilling or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? Okay, I forgive you. Um, At this point, we're not even like doing anything. Like at this point, we're just chilling. We're friends, smoke buddy, like not doing anything. Um, April comes. This is getting close to dawn dance. We have a, something kind of like a spring fling like thing that we have every spring semester. And it's called dawn dance. Dawn dance is around the corner. Okay. April comes and this girl, this is, this, this happened about, I want to say two weeks before dawn dance happened. So I know it was in, it was either end of March, halfway through March, beginning of April. She comes up to me and tells me, I'm such and such as girlfriend. I said, oh, that's crazy because, you know, he told me he was not talking to anyone. And so part of me knew that she was lying. But at the same time, I'm like, well, what does she have a reason to come up to me and say that she's his girlfriend for she ain't his girlfriend? So I'm texting him and I'm mad. And so, you know, I'm going to fast forward because I really just wanted to share that part because that was a major sign right there. He's a liar. (laughs) he was lying to her they were broken up but it was one of them situations where we're broken up but we're still messing around with each other but I didn't know that at the time I didn't find that out until the semester later and so um you know all of a sudden all of a sudden um things ended up flipping you know he went from being this caring loving boyfriend I was so excited about my, oh my gosh, he's a psychology major and da 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 da. And worst, worst, you don't want to date a psychology major that has narcissistic tendencies. Okay. Um, I really trapped myself. I really did a number on myself with that one. So, you know, that was sign number one. Stop talking to him. He kept, but he was so persistent. He was so persistent. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe he must really want to make it work with me because I don't understand why this man is being so persistent. So y'all literally Don Dance has passed. Well, no, it was Don Dance. Don Dance, two weeks later, somehow, some way, I end up letting this man back in. He was so persistent. I'm like, okay, fine. Fine. Because he was coming to me like, I want you to be my girlfriend. Like, I don't just want you to just be somebody. All right, I want you to be my girlfriend. And so I'm like, okay, because a lot of a lot of the time, y'all, dudes don't even want that. They just want a situationship. Now, this is pre-situationship era, okay, before it became like a big thing. It was still going on back then, but, but, but guys still wanted girlfriends at that time. Okay, this is 2013, 2014. Yeah, 2014. Actually, it was 2013, spring 2013. Um... And so, you know, they still wanted girlfriends back then. So I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. And so we're together. Um, He comes out here to Detroit over the summer for my birthday. Mind you, there's things going on that I did not know about. Once again, I didn't find out until the semester after that. Um, By the time we come back for that second semester, he is a whole new, he's a whole different person. And what he was doing was trying to push me away. So instead of him telling me the truth, because he knew when I got back, he didn't know what was going to happen. Once I found out what was going on, 
you know, and that he had lied to me, that he had not stopped talking to this girl or messing with her. They, he, they were messing around all the way up until we had left school. He was messing around with this girl, which is so crazy because I'm like, how did you find time? Because when I say we were around each other all the time, like, how did you even find time to do this? <laughs> this is crazy. So it had to have been happening during the times that I wasn't talking to him. Okay. But anyway, um, fall 2013 comes and he's flipped a switch on me. Oh, wait, was it fall 2013? Yeah, th- this is when it starts getting super toxic and the arguments are getting ridiculous um it's starting to i'm starting to become more and more physically abusive to him this was now this was mild it was mild i was putting my hands on him i was but it was not as bad as it got that semester after that and then spring 15 after i came off of my um break now y'all i dealt with him from spring 2013 up till spring 2015 this is two years on and off i've been dealing with this nonsense halfway through there i have lost my faith i have gone through suicidal depression i have gone through a lot i have died to my old self become a new person i'm now i'm and now i'm a new person and i'm still like there's something still causing you to hold on to me fall 15 comes and we're still attached in some way he has a new girlfriend which they end up breaking up so fast because i'm like how did you thought i don't know why you thought that was about to happen but he was whole time he was talking to somebody else anywhere across the street same girl that he was cheating on me with back in 2014 when i took my semester off you know what i'm saying just crazy just same pattern same cycles um all these red flags that i had y'all all these red flags you're steadily talking to people the campus is yay big and you're still playing in my face you know i had all of these different signs telling me let don't let this person go now there's many things that caters to our depression for me what was catered to my depression was this person this relationship that was no good for me but i wanted to keep thinking that i could change somebody and, and once i realized okay i can't change him it's not gonna happen I have to decide to walk away. I knew this, but I was not making the decision. I was not saying, you know what? I'm done. I was saying I'm done, but my actions kept leaning toward him. I had to be accountable for my actions. So come August, September of 2014 at this point, this is after spring 14, fall of 14, I decided to take a semester off because I couldn't take it. Spring 15 is coming up. Now, at this point, that version of me has died. I have now stepped into the occult world. I'm practicing yoga. I'm doing all of this stuff, thinking I'm doing something for myself. But y'all, and I'm sharing this with y'all because we will delude ourselves into thinking that we have found the way and we have not. That you have found enlightenment and you really just are being okay with lies, with an illusion. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting into crystal healing. I'm studying chakras. I'm doing all of this goofy stuff. I'm just being real because it wasn't really helping me. It was just a delusion something to take my mind off of what it was really the problem which was my codependency issues that i still had not decided to actually take care of because get back there 2015 i'm thinking okay i'm in a better mindset i'm strong-minded now you know what i'm saying 
I'm on my woke stuff. Twenty uh, spring fifteen comes. I actually end up pledging an organization called Confident and Committed to Christ after I've already walked away from Christ. So I, at the same time, Christ trying to get his hands on me while Satan is still trying to keep me locked in, right? And so, you know, first thing, first day back, here he go on my phone. He want to talk. What do you want to talk about? We haven't spoken in months. Because I left you where I found you. I left you where I found you at. October 2014, I cut him off. I was done. Once I came down there, I'm like, you know what? I'm done with you. I'm done with you. Because I already know that you're up here playing. You're up here playing games. I'm not dealing with it. So I cut him off. October. Hadn't spoke to him from October. January comes. Now he wants to have a conversation. Now, because I'm back on campus and you can't stand the sight of seeing me with somebody else, which I wasn't even interested in, in talking to nobody else. At that point, I wasn't. <sighs> Some way, shape or form, we wind back up. This time was the last straw. This time I knew our relationship would be severed forever. I've talked about this um, on my YouTube channel, on the I Am Wild YouTube channel. I've talked about this months ago where I discussed and talked about how I did get pregnant spring 15 while I was online pledging. Didn't even know. Part of me knew. But I, I, I don't think I wanted to believe it until I'm like, okay, you know, I've skipped months before. This is different. This feels different. My body is feeling different. I know my body and I'm feeling different. I had every intention on keeping my child. But at the same time, I knew this is going to be, this is not going to be good because he's not going to want to take responsibility. He's not. In which he wasn't trying to. I, I could tell he wasn't. I'm going through this pregnancy and he's still reaching out to other people. He's still doing this, still doing that. I'm like, you know, are you for real? Be so for real not, right now. Like what's going on? You know, and I still had no intention on getting rid of my child. It was until I had a conversation with my mom and she kind of pretty much made it, you know, this is an option. You know, you don't have to go through with this. This is an option. You know, you're young, you're still in college. You haven't finished college yet. You don't have this. You don't have that. And at the time I didn't have a car. I didn't even have a license. Um, I didn't have a job. I was 22 years old. My home situation was not going to make it anywhere it was not healthy at the time there was mold everywhere it just was not going to be a good situation um and so I did you know do that which was something I, I for years after making the decision just for years it haunted me and I did not get rest for it until I repented for it when I came to Christ in 2022 so for all those years you know that was something that just haunted me that I tried to kind of just suppress, but I was haunted by it. Um, you know, and so, y'all, I just had to take accountability for all of the things that I did. Because I'm like, you know, no one else put me in this situation but myself. I did this. I did this. I did this. My decisions put me here. Nobody else. My decisions put me here. How I chose to handle things put me here how I chose to handle my father's death put me here 
I started to, the only reason why I even started to get in, get into relationships at 16 was because I was trying to find a way to cope with my father's death and it created a codependency issue. I had to find a way to heal out of. I couldn't blame it on anyone else. Who was I going to blame it on my dad for dying? No, it was my fault. I did this. And some people will say, well, it was God. He took your, he took your father in the first place. People have to die. We don't get to live forever. What type of delusional world do you live in? You cannot be mad at God for bringing his children home. When it's their time, it's their time. When it's my time, it's going to be my time. I don't have time for somebody to be mad at God because I'm dead. Are you freaking serious? <laughs> when is my time? It's my time. Move on. You know what I'm saying? You should never be upset at God for that. People cannot live forever. We see what's happened to the world with people just living to the years we live to. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? So just be real. <laughs> be be real. Um, so I could not be mad at God. I had no right to be mad at him. He kept me in so many situations. And so y'all, 2015 is when I was the most, well, actually 2014, spring 2014 was the most abusive I was. Um, After I took that semester off, you know what I'm saying? By the time I got back, I was still putting my hands on him, but it was not to the extent that it was before. I was, and it was crazy because I'm like, you know, I'm trying to be a different person. You being in my life is ruining that. Like you, I'm, you're still bringing out the worst in me. You're still bringing out the worst in me. I'm trying to be better. And, and, and it seems like you're getting so much life off of me stooping low below who I'm trying to become. I cannot take it. So I knew once I got rid of my child that that was going to be the final straw. And it was spring, spring, fall 15 comes and I did not know that this would be the last season I would ever see him in my life physically. Okay. He still was trying to linger in my life and God made it to where I'm, I'm, you will like, no, I'm bringing this to a close snatched him out of my life. Um, he left with this girl, the girl, the same girl that he was cheating on me with all that time from the semester I took off fall 14 all the way up to fall 15 at this point for a whole year um and so i'm like all right bet okay i was devastated but i'm like i know why this is happening because if i if 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 you wouldn't have made this move i would not i would have still kept making room for you i would have still kept making room for him to be there and you know i'm sitting back now thinking about it you know if God would not have allowed him to leave and not come back and set it up to where his to to where certain things were happening to where he didn't have a, he was not going to be able to come back. And certain things took place. He definitely did get his judgment for a lot of the things that he had done to me. He did get his judgment. And through that, he wouldn't have been able to come back no way because of the embarrassment. And so you know, if God would not have snatched that person up out of my life, I still would have been trying to make room for this person. Knowing that, you know, I'm done emotionally, mentally, I know I'm done, but I'm wanting so badly for this to become something that's never going to become. And y'all, when he finally got out of my life is when I was able to start to heal. 
when I was able to finally start to become focus on who God was calling me to be, because you can't focus on who God is calling you to be when you keep making room for bull, when you keep making room for toxic people, when you keep making room for toxicity, you can't grow when you keep making rule room for the nonsense. And that's what I was doing. And that's what many of us are doing. We're steadily making room for what's not supposed to be there and then getting mad because stuff is not going the way we want it to go. It doesn't make any sense. You cannot have your cake and eat it too. Okay, this is not Trey Songs. <laughs> no, you do not. No, you can't. You, you we, so A lot of the times we want our cake and we want to eat it. And it's like, listen, you can't even have the cake at all. You can't. Because what God has in store for you requires you to disconnect from everything that is unhealthy. You cannot step into the new if you're steadily trying to hold on to what's been died, what's old. You can't. And so I pray that this episode was an eye opener to many. I know I felt like I was kind of all over the place and I wanted to share some deep, intimate details with y'all because you got to understand we have to be, we got to hold ourselves accountable. We make too many excuses for a lot of stuff and make it seem like it's okay for this and it's okay for that. And that because of your circumstances, it's okay for that. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not okay. It's not okay. Just because it's an option don't mean it's okay. You know what I'm saying? All things are lawful unto me, but are they beneficial? Are they expedient? You know what I'm saying? Because those very things that in the moment that you're trying to make room for it and make excuses for will be the very things that will literally destroy you. And so everything is not okay. It's not. And you are going to continue to hold yourself back the more you keep making room for what does not supposed to be there. 